Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now and gentlemen, boys and girls, recorded live before a studio audience in the Fortress of Solitude, Castaway's Podcast Network proudly presents, Cast Away! And now your host, Steve! Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steepleberry Finn, and welcome to Cast Away, the game show where you decide what Hollywood should make. As always, I'm here with three incredible, top-of-the-line, aspiring movie producer podcasters who are going to make some calls and try to sell you on the next cast of a Hollywood blockbuster. And tonight, we're casting The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Now let's meet our contestants. Our first contestant is Stork from the Besotted Geek Podcast. Welcome, Stork. Thank you. And what do you think was uh, your key to victory in moving past the Police Academy reboot round? That would be my wife's horrible picks. So I only had to beat <laughs> one other person. She's not going to listen to this, so. <laughs> oh, you mean her uh, her soon-to-be made-into-a-feature-movie Magic Mike Zero G-Stream? <laughs> Snossage Fest. Snossage Fest, that's right, with the puppies, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. And a big shout out to Peacock. <laughs> and our next contestant, we have Drew from the Real Feels podcast. Welcome, Drew. Hello. And how were you able to KO your opponent in the Street Fighter reboot? Well, I would think it'd be uh, hours at the uh, Chuck E. Cheese arcade and possibly... The fitting roles of Terry Crews. Mm. <laughs> Terry Crews seems to be like the, the golden ticket <laughs> to the next round. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stork is making adjustments as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we have Diana from the Happily Ever Aftermath podcast. Welcome, Diana. Thank you. Hello. And how were you able to get off Gilligan's Island and onto the next round in the Tournament of Champions? I would say it was uh, four months of fretting research. Ooh, wow. That's a lot of, a lot of preparation. <laughs> oh, no, that, that's just the anxiety. 
okay. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, welcome. All right. Let's look at the board. And the categories are the director, Alan Quartermain, Wilhelmina Harker, Dorian Gray, Tom Sawyer, Captain Nemo, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, The Invisible Man, Professor Moriarty, <laughs> Public Domain Villain, The Threat, and of course, The Wild Card. Now for those of you tuning in for the first time, our three competitors have the option of using any living actor, actress, or director to cast in their own version of this movie. We rolled the dice, and the order in which they'll pick is... Stork, Drew, and Diana. But to keep things fair, it's a serpentine draft order, and they can pick one category per round, with no duplicates allowed. After all, they can only be on one movie set at a time. So if you have the perfect lead actor in mind, you may want to pick them before your opponent decides they'd be a great supporting actor, or a villain. But wait! These would-be producers also have one trick up their sleeve, the better offer. Did someone just take your would-be star? Use your better offer to pick them up for your project. But beware, they may still have theirs available to keep them, or steal your director, lead actress, or another great pick of yours. Once the ensemble cast is made, they'll each get 30 seconds to pitch their vision to our listeners, and then our listeners can vote for their favorite versions of the film on Twitter and Patreon! Yes, Castaway is proudly sponsored by the good people of Patreon, specifically those who go to patreon.com slash eilfmovies, and for just $2 they can gain access to dozens of bonus episodes exclusive to the patrons of the incredible podcast, Everything I Learned From Movies, hosted by yours truly and the lovely Izzy. Stork, why don't you bless us with your first pick? First pick, I'm going to take my Captain Nemo slash Prince Dakar. Is that how you pronounce that? I believe so, yes. Okay. I'm going uh, <laughs> Sir Ben Kingsley. Ooh. Oh, was that a sigh I heard? <laughs> I heard it. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> and now Drew's frantically scratching out his entire board. No. <laughs> each, each one has at least a second double. Back up. <laughs> Excellent. Academy Award winner Sir Ben Kingsley is Captain Nemo. Uh, any any particular reason? I loved his work in Species. Um, I'm not really sure what <laughs> else he's all. been in, but... <laughs> and Blood Rain and... Uh... <laughs> Iron Man 3. That's right, it's the Mandarin. <laughs> he, pops, he pops up everywhere. Literally everywhere. Mm-hmm. He is one <laughs> sexy beast as well. Indeed. All right, excellent choice. <laughs> I know, I know you've missed that stork. Oh yeah, I don't hear that in my nightmares. <laughs> excellent. And our next pick is Drew. Take us away, Drew. Well, just for the possibility of my uh, other Captain Nemo being taken, I will also be striking down with a uh, Prince Dakar with Ferran Tahir of uh, Star Trek and Elysium. Mm-hmm. Oh. Farron to here. How do you spell that? F A H. T A. Oh, sorry. First name F A R A N. Last name T A H I R. Okay, that was pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I'm sorry. You said he was in uh, Star Trek. What, he was, what role was he? He was. Uh, he was the starship captain. Who? It's actually one of my favorite lines in the entire film when he says, "What gives you the right to fire on a Federation vessel?" Like just the. Uh-huh. Like, you know, sticking it to the guy, going like, who the hell are you? And why are you in my space? Excellent. Uh, sounds like a great Captain Nemo. 
Excellent. All right. Uh, Diana, time for your pick. Uh, fortunately, after both the Nemos were taken, I can sigh with relief because I was very panicky. But uh, if that's the case, my Nemo is secure, and I'm going to go with Alan Quartermain, as portrayed by double Academy Award winner Christoph Waltz. Nice. Ooh. And uh, Christoph Waltz, why would he make a great Alan Quartermain? That's a bingo. Uh, if anything... <laughs> <laughs> If anything, if you look back at his previous roles, uh, he is versatile, he is incredibly charismatic, but one of the things that I thought was a horrible way to make him my absolute pick is that Alan Quartermain is a uh, big game hunter, and if we all remember his role in Inglorious Bastards, he himself was a, in turn, a hunter of sorts, and uh, go back to remember what his name is in that movie, because I'm not going to give it any more credence. All right, I, I'm one over. I'm 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 sold. <laughs> Excellent pick. Thank you. Oh, and of course, Diana, it's time for your round two pick. All right then. Uh, moving on, I think I'm going to pick my Invisible Man, and I choose to go with uh, pronounced Killian Murphy, hard C sound, uh, best known for for me. I'll say uh, his roles in Twenty Eight Days Later, uh, the Batman. Uh, Dark Knight trilogy, the Nolan movies, as uh, the Scarecrow, mm. and uh, and for me, a personal favorite, uh, Sunshine. Oh yeah, it's a good, one. and uh, Red Eye too. If you guys haven't seen that one, oh yeah, 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 yeah he's a great, great actor. And uh, why particularly him as the Invisible Man that you won't even see with those beautiful blue peepers of his? Well, if anything, <laughs> he has a presence that is uh, striking, but at the same time, uh, secondary. So I think he might be able to pull it off just just right. Yeah, excellent. Excellent choice. All right, Drew, back to you for the round two. So I'd like to go for uh, Wilhelmina Harker, Miss uh, Bride of Dracula. And I'd personally like to take Eva Green. Ah. I really liked her uh, portrayal in, of uh, Vanessa Ives in uh, Penny Dreadful and... Mm-hmm. I mean, to a, to a lesser extent, uh, you know, Miss Peregrine in uh, Home for Peculiar Children. Mm-hmm. But definitely in Penny Dreadful. Nice, nice. Hey, say, I haven't seen either of those. I just know her from uh, Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently Daniel Craig has been avenging her in the Bond movies for about five episodes now. <laughs> Correct. So. <laughs> but it's okay. The bitch is dead. <laughs> or undead. Excellent choice. <laughs> Excellent choice. Ava Green as Wilhelmina Harker. I can see it. All right, Stork, back to you for your round two pick. I think I will go with my... uh, You'd think I'd be thinking about this in the meantime, but I really wasn't. Uh, I'm going to (laughs) go Professor Moriarty. And I'm going to go Idris Elba. (gasps) For the record, my reaction was... uh, towards Idris Elba. Not that you stole my pick, but just the man in general. <laughs> Excellent strategy, taking Idris Elba early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and just want to remind everybody, there's the better offer. No. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Does the better Excellent. offer work in life and not just in this casting? <laughs> if only. only. to find out. <laughs> 
Excellent. Idris Elba as Professor Moriarty. And uh, why why him for that particular role? I He just has such a presence, and I'd like to see him do more villainous work. Uh, I think he was in a show called The Wire, and he was a bad guy. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I'd, I'd like him Luther. Everything he's in, he's good. I just want to see him, uh, you know, take up the villain role again. Yep. And will he have the uh, Hobbs and Shaw black Superman powers when he's Professor Moriarty? I don't know what that is, Steve. <laughs> you, you, Stork, don't don't be coy with me. You've seen the Hobbs and Shaw trailer at least six times. No, I, I really haven't. Oh, God. <laughs> then I highly recommend you check that out. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it at the same time I see the uh, Congo reboot coming out. All right. <laughs> All right, Stork, have your round three pick. Oh, jeez, i got to go again. Okay. Um, <laughs> you get to go again. Yes. I'm going to go my Dorian Gray, and I'm going to go Tom Hiddleston. Oh. Hmm. Excellent. And why Tom Hiddleston for the role of Dorian Gray? I hear he's attractive to the ladies. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I <laughs> He's got the, the suave Englishness, I think. So that's what I'm going with. All right. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. Interesting uh, Tom Hiddleston over Idris Elba's Dorian Gray. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I hear, you just, I hear Idris true. has a, yeah. a certain power over women. Uh, I don't know. Diana, can you confirm? Hold on, I'm drooling. Uh... <laughs> what? Yes. Attractive. What? <laughs> Excellent choice. Tom Hiddleston. All right, Drew, time for your next pick. Uh, I'm going to go for my Tom Sawyer, and I'd uh, I'd like to go for another uh, good-looking heartthrob. We're going to go with Ryan Gosling. Ooh. Mm-hmm. What are you men Ryan? doing to me right now? <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to distract you so we can win, damn it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And why Gosling for the role of young Tom Sawyer? Uh, I mean, he, he's, he's good-looking. I, 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 I don't necessarily... <laughs> I think that Tom Sawyer's role is like terribly important in the film. Not that Ryan Gosling is also terribly important. So I think he's just to be eye candy. Nice, yeah. So, so in your version, he's wearing nothing but uh, overalls and a straw hat. Is that about right? That's uh, that's the uh, DVD features. Steve, let's leave your fantasies out of this. <laughs> Director commentary is just me and Steve like licking the butter off our fingers. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yes. Oh, it's coming up! It's coming up! Calm down! Shh, 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 shh. Quiet, everybody! <laughs> <laughs> Excellent choice, Drew. Ryan Gosling for Tom Sawyer. All right, Diana, time for your round three pick. Interesting, interesting. Okay, so <laughs> I am going to go with my. Oh dang it! Strategy is totally out the door right now because I'm drooling still. Um... <laughs> okay, so I am going to pick uh, my Professor Moriarty. And I am going to go with uh, National Treasure Emma Thompson. Ooh. So it's uh, few and far between in terms of roles. But I think what's amazing is that if you have time to kill, you can see her in the movie Beautiful Creatures. And she plays the villain of that movie. And she can nail evil pretty well with grace and poise. Emma Thompson is Professor Moriarty. Ooh, I'm intrigued. I'm not going to lie. Mm. I, I, I've yet to see an Emma Thompson movie I didn't care for. Mm. 
That being said, I don't think I've seen an Emma Thompson movie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hold on, I'm still working on that double negative thing. Was that a double negative or a triple negative? Okay, that's a <laughs> Steve, if you've never seen a movie you never cared for, period. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Star Trek Two was get like the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you know I love Wrath of Khan, <laughs> and that's about it. All right, uh, Diana, time for your round four pick. <laughs> round four. Okay, so I would like to go for my Dorian Gray, Ooh. and I am choosing. See, you're not the only ones that can pick attractive men. Damn it! And <laughs> my Dorian Gray will be Pedro Pascal known Ooh. best for his uh, role in Game of Thrones. But if you've seen the sequel to the Kingsman movie, first mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but also <laughs> uh, I think he played an excellent role um, and uh, can hold his own in a cast of, you know, debonair. Nice. Pedro Pascal is Dorian Gray. Excellent. Excellent choice. Gracias. All right. Donata uh, Drew <laughs> Drew time for your round four pick <laughs> so for again someone who doesn't necessarily need to be seen however his comedic values are going to be on point for my invisible man I'm choosing Simon Pegg Woo! Oh, that was involuntary sorry <laughs> <laughs> I think Diana just got pegged uh, yeah, all right. <laughs> Excellent. So mostly for the uh, comedic chops? Right. Mainly for the comedic value of it. Excellent choice, Drew. All right. Stork, time for your round four pick. All right. I'm going to go my quarter main at this point, and I'm going to take Sir Timothy Dalton. I don't know if he's a sir yet, but he is to me. Mm. He certainly should be. <laughs> Excellent. So lead of Beautician and the Beast for Alan Quartermain. Mm-hmm. Uh, why, why Timothy Dalton? Well, it, uh, Sean Connery, 007. I'm going with this 007. Uh, underrated yeah. 007 at that. And uh, Penny Dreadful. It's a very similar mm. type role I see. Man, apparently i got to watch this Penny Dreadful show. It's got all these great actors in it. Oh, very yeah. Good. Yeah, Drew very did good. take my number one Wilhelmina. <laughs> <laughs> so License to Kill James Bond is Alan Quartermain. I'm in. And that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break. But when we come back, we have more picks. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah, we have a go for auto sequence start. Discovery's onboard computers have primary control of all the vehicle's critical functions. Houston, final systems track for Space Shuttle Orion is affirmative. All systems are go on our end. All systems go on our end to Orion. T minus 30 seconds to launch. Copy that, Houston. Next up, the International Space Station. Uh, Houston, we're picking up some interference on our end. Over. Roger that, Orion. We're getting at it as well. Probably a local R&B station. Orion, we just got a sensor blip about a seatbelt becoming detached. Houston, we have a problem. One of the passengers is out of his restraints and gyrating sexually around the cabin area. We must have to postpone it. Orion, cancel that. The sensor has disengaged. No, nope. sir, please five, get back into your restraints. Four, what do you three, put your helmet back two, on. Houston! One. Houston! One last hurrah. The ultimate road trip. Only without roads. What are you talking about? We gave that stuff up. Bro, I'm talking about making history. Who else but the Kings of Tampa to be the first male entertainment troupe to perform in space? The cultural phenomenon is back. One last time. Who are we even going to perform for? You know, scientist babes, bro. Billionaire heiresses, princesses. 
You know they got commercial flights going up there now. Only the hottest, richest, and most powerful ladies in all the world. They'll be throwing suitcases of hundreds. Suitcases of hundreds. That they brought into space? Dude, don't kill my vibe. I just took some molly. We've never even danced without gravity before. I mean, would sweat just kind of float around us? Or how does that even... Dude, what did I just say? Don't worry about it. Magic Mike. Zero G Street. Starring Channing Tatum, Joe Manganiello, Matt Bomer, and Ed Harris as Captain Smolders. Uh, gentlemen, we're receiving a communication hail. Go ahead, Houston. Houston? At least you got the state right. What the? And the return of Academy Award winner Matthew McConaughey. You didn't think you'd make it all the way to space without old Dallas's help, did you? <laughs> oh, shh. Magic Mike, Zero G Street. And we're back. Stork, take us away with your round five pick. All right, I'm going Wilhelmina Harker, and I'm going to go Emily Blunt. Ooh. Mm. And uh, any particular uh, acting characteristics? That out? No, not really. She's uh, uh she's hot right now, I think. <laughs> right? That, that popular. Oh, hot and popular? No, she's yeah, been hot yeah. the whole time. Oh so. yes, yes, there's that. Mm-hmm. Gotta yeah, keep the, up with it. The the kids are definitely down with the blunt. Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how it's said. I don't know. <laughs> Alright, Emily Blunt from Miss Harker. Excellent choice. Alright, Drew, time for your round five pick. So I'm going to go with my Dorian Gray, and uh, I'm going to go with someone who is already ageless, timeless, and currently (laughs) in the limelight of uh, the paparazzi in the media, just being loved by everyone. Keanu Reeves is obviously immortal, Mm -hmm. so uh, Mm -hmm. Keanu Reeves will definitely be my Dorian Gray. He does a great English accent, too. (laughs) Seen where the Boston sleeps. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now, he's had a good 30 years to perfect it now, so <laughs> I can't wait to see how that happens. But yeah, Keanu Reeves, that was my pick for Dorian Gray, not going to lie. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent choice, Drew. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Diana, time for your round five pick. Aha, let's see here. For round five, I think I'm going to go with my Tom Sawyer and... I am being blatantly obvious that I am nodding to my generation for this particular pick. Um, I'm going to bring back Jonathan Taylor Thomas. (laughs) JTT, I like it. As Detective Tom Sawyer, who was killed off immediately um, as a nod to all those people who did not like his inclusion in the movie. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, he'll be around for about 15 minutes, and then his death is going to get the action started. Mm. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent choice. Jonathan Taylor Thomas Sawyer. All right. <laughs> All right, Diana, time for your round six pick. Yeah, and in turn, I would uh, also like to move into my wild card, uh, which will include uh, Becky Thatcher, his partner in his uh, detective uh, work and that shall be played by Rosario Dawson. Ooh, mm. all right, and the star of Clerks Two, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Rosario Dawson. Okay, <laughs> I'm sure she's been in other movies too. But mm. that's, uh... yep, don't forget Men in Black Two. 
Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, Sin City. Rent two. Uh, wait, no, never mind. <laughs> Other movies with twos in them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Rosario Dawson as the wild card Becky Thatcher. All right. Excellent choice. All right, Drew. Time for your round six pick. So I'm going to go with my uh, Doctor Jekyll and uh, Edward Hyde, and <laughs> now it's it's only supposed to be one actor for each, right? I can't have two actors: one for the man, one for the monster. Uh, correct. Yeah, they're supposed to play the the that's, same. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, so I'm going to go with Andy Circus for Doctor uh-huh. Jekyll and Mister Hyde. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I that's he fine. can he can definitely. Uh, Put off the appearance of a uh, a proper and even like insecure English gentleman, and we all know that he has had the experience in playing monsters. Oh, really? Such as <gasps> Gollum, obviously. <laughs> Never He's heard of it. Guy. Can you elaborate? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are those little big rock things from Noah? What, what are we talking about? <laughs> okay, excellent, excellent choice. Andy Circus is Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. <laughs> Alright, Stork, time for your round six pick. Okay. I'll take my Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, and I'm going to go Eddie Redmayne. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I like the characteristic of him from the Fantastic Beasts movie being so meek and mild. And uh, obviously Hyde is going to be some sort of computer animated thing with a voice box simulator. I don't know what it's going to do. I'm not directing the movie. <laughs> 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 but I, you really only need the Hyde character, right? I mean the uh, the uh, Jekyll character, and I think Eddie Redmayne yeah. can pull that off. Excellent. Well, you could also do like the uh, Jupiter ascending thing, where he talks really soft and meekly, and then screams for no reason. I never saw it, Steve. <laughs> yeah, I've only seen the highlights. <laughs> <laughs> All right, excellent choice. Academy Award winner Eddie Redmayne as Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Mm-hmm. All right, Stork, back to you for your round seven pick. All right, uh, directors. I'm going to go with the uh, Russo brothers. Aha! Uh-huh. They're pretty good at the uh, blockbuster ensemble type movie. So uh, yeah, that's my pick. Oh wait, is that what we're making? Crap! <laughs> <laughs> it's a Victorian period piece. Damn it! <laughs> Shit! <laughs> I was doing an indie budget of two million. <laughs> <laughs> there goes the cast. Excellent. And and so the Russo brothers, did they do Dumb and Dumber? Is that what I'm thinking of? I, I think that's the Farrelly brothers, Steve. Oh, uh, They shit, did a little right. thing called Infinity War and Endgame and I think Winter Soldier, the MCU movies. They're oh, most well yeah, known for. Guys. I think they're gonna, Are they going to do Star Wars next? Maybe? Am uh, I just making that up? No, I want to say Star Wars <laughs> are the guys from Game of Thrones. Well, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. The new Star Wars coming out is, yeah. Yes, all right. Well, they Brothers should, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, excellent choice. All right, Drew, time for your next pick. So for my Alan Quartermain, I'd I'd like to take Mr. Mark Strong. Oh. As, uh, who plays Merlin in The Kingsman, sorry. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But definitely Mark Strong. I, I think he's, I think he's almost perfect. Excellent, Mark Strong. Yeah, great English actor. So Quartermain's going to turn evil halfway through. Is that uh, <laughs> is that the plan? You don't know my work. What are you talking about? 
I'm just familiar with Mr. Strong's work, so yeah. you know, just me. <laughs> excellent, excellent choice. Good to see Mark Strong in a hero role. All right, Diana, time for your next pick. All righty then. Uh, let's go with uh, my director, and I'm taking a cue from all the. Uh, directors uh, in the spirit of, say, uh, Ryan Coogler, who went from, you know, smaller movies to bigger movies. Uh, let's see here. James Gunn, who went from horror to, uh, you know, bas- basically Marvel has a hint on people who can be strong in terms of their earlier work and then give them something with a bigger budget and they can explode. So I'm going to go with Jennifer Kent, director of The Babadook. Oh. And uh, what about her previous work? makes you think it'd be great for this story i think there's something about making enough of a nurturing environment she's somebody who can take something nuanced possibly terrifying depending on how she wants to take these characters and expand it into a universe she just needs the opportunity excellent choice yeah jennifer kent the babadook for director all right, and Diana, time for your round eight pick. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's so funny to hear Mark Strong as Jekyll. Uh, excuse me, Mark Strong as Quartermain, because I originally thought, well, I wonder if he would make a good Jekyll Hyde. But I also thought that Mark Strong is so amazing, he's going to be taken in a heartbeat. Turns out it took three heartbeats, so I'm glad I just decided to take him off the table. So, in a turn of just looking at quality of performance and an opportunity, my Doctor Jekyll Hyde will be played. By John Cho. Oh. I've stunned you all. (laughs) Yes, yes. The man is from Harold and Kumar, but. (laughs) (laughs) However, I see uh, great potential in giving him an opportunity to go beyond the Star Trek Zulu and in turn uh, moving into something nuanced with one character and then explosive with the other. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I'd watch it. Damn right you would. (laughs) Harold as Dr. Harold Chekel. Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) Excellent choice. (laughs) All right, Drew, time for your round eight pick. So I'll go with my director, and that is uh, Alex Garland, who directed Ex Machina and Annihilation. Mm. And uh, what about his previous work with Lindwell for this film? I I think the aspect and of uh environment is going to allude to a lot of what i had planned for this uh recasting remake reboot uh dark concepts and uh story-wise is just going to be i think it's going to fit well excellent choice all right stork time for your round eight pick i'm always surprised Uh, (laughs) I shouldn't be at this point. Uh, I will go with my public domain villain. Okay. And I'm going to take the Cult of Cthulhu. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know you wanted it, everybody. I can tell. (laughs) I considered it. It's on top of everybody's list. (laughs) Excellent. And who uh, who will play Cthulhu? I don't have devour, an actor. I don't think we need worlds. that. know that yet, Steve. <laughs> That's going to be computer animated. <laughs> but somebody's got to do the voice. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> All right. Benedict Cumberbatch is the voice of Cthulhu. 
I might change that. <laughs> on the spot. Khan is Cthulhu. Okay, excellent choice. Mm. Oh, wow. All right. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we have the final picks and the pitches. Did you ever go on vacation with your family and hope the dance instructor would fall in love with you? No, but I did think a guy with a giant boombox playing Peter Gabriel outside my window in the middle of the night meant true and undying love. Listen to our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, where we revisit these movies and it turns out they weren't the best ideas. What were we thinking? You can find our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. You can also tweet at us at H-E-A-M-C-A-S-T, Hemecast. I love the smell of movies in the morning. There's no feeling in podcasts. There's no feeling in podcasts. This podcast will be quite operational when your friends subscribe. Feels. Real feels. Not the feels. Not the feels. Out of all the podcasts I've encountered, Real Feels was the most human. Hey, it's Drew. And Nathan. And Jack. Hey, guys, and we're the Real Feels Podcast. We come to you every other Wednesday with a brand new movie of a different genre every single time. So make sure to catch us on iTunes, Podbean, and any other podcatcher out there. You're the realist. And the feelist. Come to ha. And we're back. All right, Stork. Time for your round nine pick. All right, round nine pick is going to be my threat. And it's just going to be the end of the world. Kind of broad, I, I, I know, but, you know, they're bringing back the old gods, so that's the, uh, yeah, the old gods causing the end of the world. Ooh, excellent. So it goes straight into a, uh, a Lovecraft kind of threat. Right, right, right. Excellent. Ugh, it's going to get dark. <laughs> <laughs> excellent choice. All right, Drew, time for your round nine pick. So my round nine pick is going to be <clears throat> my Professor Moriarty. And it's uh, Daniel Davis, who played Niles from The Nanny, as well as uh, <gasps> Professor Moriarty on Star Trek Next Generation. Ooh. Huh. Don't worry. Daniel There's a reason Davis. for this. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 All right. Excellent choice. Daniel Davis is Professor Moriarty. Excellent. Diana, time for your round nine pick. Sure. Um, I'm going to go with my Mina Harker. Uh, and I choose uh, Sophia Batella. Ooh. Mm. Uh, again, we're talking Kingsman again. Uh, so she was Gazelle <laughs> in Kingsman, but also she was in the third Star. It was Star Trek Beyond, but you didn't really see her all that well. She was the Mummy, so she's very familiar with the uh, you know giant works, and then you know being in the public domain characters. So clearly, she knows what she's doing. Excellent. Ah. So, uh, I actually kind of liked the mummy up until the end, but you know it didn't get the tone right. But <laughs> no. I, was, I was on board for just like a lot of it, and then like, oh wait, you switch tones again. Oh wait, no, yeah. you switch. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, there may be more elaboration on that in other episodes, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But excellent choice, Sophia Batella. Thank Mina you, Harker. And of course, Diana, back to you for your round ten pick. Uh, it looks like I am down to public domain villain and threat. So and and Captain Nemo. Oh, and my Captain Nemo. Hello. Um, okay. Well, if that's the case, then for the sake of you know showmanship, I'll I'll uh, <laughs> I'll do my public domain villain and threat last. So my Captain Nemo uh, will be played by Naveen Andrews, best known for his uh, Lost, but more importantly, 
uh, he feels right for this because I remember him from the uh, Bride and Prejudice, where Pride and Prejudice took place in India. It's a good movie. Oh. He was my backup pick. Excellent. Woo! Naveen Andrews? Correct. Excellent. Naveen Andrews for Captain Nemo. Excellent choice. All right, Drew, time for your round 10 pick. So the threat is taking over powerhouses and seats and positions of power, not only on Earth, but beyond. Ooh. Mm. Can you fit that in a tiny square, Steve? Uh, uh, (laughs) Taking over power on Earth and beyond. Got it. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) Got to keep it to about 30 characters. No. Excellent choice, Drew. I'm if your wild card you. is Jean-Luc Picard, Drew, I am voting for you. Mm. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> 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 All right, Stork, time for your round 10 pick. All right, my wild card is going to be Titus Crow, Occult Investigator. Look it up, kids. And I <laughs> guess I'll have Christian Bale play him. I don't know. Ooh. Christian Bale of Newsies. Excellent. <laughs> hold, hold on. And Reign of Fire. Uh, of course, Reign of Fire. How could we forget? Hang on, I got confused. So Christopher Titus is doing what now? <laughs> <laughs> He's investigating the occult. With Did I mention mine's a comedy? Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Christian Bale as Christopher Titus Crow. All right. And Stork, back to you for your next pick. Hmm. What do I have left? Tom Sawyer and Invisible Man? Is that right? That's correct. Okay. I'll take my Tom Sawyer and I'll take Tom Holland. Ah. Sneaking in Spider-Man. Yes. He's got a uh, young look to him, boy next door. I want him to be the, the innocent in the film. I heard Tom Holland, and I thought of Tom Hulse. <laughs> yes, Amadeus. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Damn young kids. <laughs> All right, excellent choice. Tom Holland is Tom Sawyer. All right, and Drew, time for your next pick. So, even though Stork already guaranteed me a vote... If Jean-Luc Picard was going to be my wild card. <laughs> to make it fit with my story, it cannot be Jean-Luc Picard, but rather uh, Brent Spiner. Oh. Uh, coming in to uh, reprise the role of Data. <gasps> wow. Mm. Brent Spiner as Data for the wild card. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This could get interesting. All right. Excellent choice, Drew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a little nervous. <laughs> All right, Diana, time for your last picks. All righty. So my threat is going to be because I was uh, recently poisoned with the idea of uh, eradicating reproduction because I just watched On Her Majesty's Secret Service. (laughs) Nice. Why would you watch that movie? Uh, I heard it was uh, it was highly recommended by this podcast that I listen to sometimes. (laughs) What, What podcast? Just sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, they just pump out so many episodes. I have to keep up in order to be in good standing with them. Wait, I think I heard that one a couple months ago. Was that the one on everything I learned from movies? Everything I learned from movies. What? 
at yalfm.podbean.com. Okay, that's a good point. Promo <sighs> code untidy. For, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, that's why we take the commercial breaks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, eradicating reproduction. Ooh, that is a serious threat. Um, and now it's time for your last pick. Yeah, and who is going to be helping to carry out the serious threat? My public domain villain, Mother Goose. <laughs> what? Uh-huh, yeah. See, Mother Goose oh. is okay. uh, has been very upset with the way parenting has been taking course. So in order to get people in shape, taking care of the children that are so important, it's time to make a threat and eradicate... Uh, Reproduction potentially if people don't shape up. Mm. Mm-hmm. And who uh, provides the? I assume voice of Mother Goose won't be the voice. Won't be the voice. It will actually be the wonderful presence of Academy Award-winning actress Viola Davis. Oh, mm-hmm. nice Viola Davis as Mother Goose from mm. Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> And widows. I was about to say, how dare you, widows? <laughs> uh, Stork Drew, have you guys seen Widows? No, I've never even heard of it. I heard it was. Oh, I heard it was good. It was really good, actually. I, I I knew about the the the, the twist isn't very well hidden, but <laughs> when it comes to like dramas and stuff, yeah, it's it's pretty good. Like bank robbery dramas, pretty mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Viola Davis, Mother Goose, come to kill your children. Oh, oh wait, is that? Is that right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Close enough. All right. And Drew, time for your last pick. Uh, so for my public domain villain, uh, it's going to be the dark web. Ooh. Just a okay. nice, deep, dark society of miscreants, ne'er-do-wells, who just want to watch the world burn and pay for it. Excellent. And do they have a a leader of some sort? Jeremy Irons. Oh, oh, he was on my list too, for something else. <laughs> <laughs> for greatest diehard villain. No. Uh- <laughs> Apologize, to Alan Rickman. And he was like number. He was like number four on the list. It was a list, okay. No. <laughs> he was right behind the parkour guy from Live for Your Dark. All right, sorry. Uh, Jeremy Irons is the leader of the dark web. Excellent choice, Drew. All right, and Stork, time for your the final pick of the draft. So my invisible man is going to be Hugh Laurie House. Yes. Because I'm going more, I don't know if I mentioned this, I don't think I did, but I didn't see this movie ever. So I'm going more off the comic books. <laughs> And <laughs> the Invisible Man is a real dick in the comic books. Ugh. So I went with Hugh Laurie because he plays a dick well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're there. All right, excellent choice. Hugh Laurie as the raging dick Invisible Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, the picks have been made, the casts have been set, and now our contestants get 30 seconds to pitch you on their vision. Stork, you have 30 seconds. Wow us. (laughs) All right. In a world with too many reboots in comic book movies comes a reboot of a comic book movie, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, starring Timothy Dalton as Alan Quartermain. Emily Blunt is Wilhelmina Harker. 
and Idris Elba as Professor Moriarty. Gentlemen, start your leaguing. Coming this fall. <laughs> Excellent choice. No, <laughs> I was kind of half expecting music to start slowly rising behind you. <laughs> Explosions. Is yeah, I'm not that advanced. Is that an orchestra? What is that? <laughs> Excellent. Drew, time for your pitch. The year is 2514. The future is heading towards a great advancement on world peace and galactic treaties. However, a recent theft in the Starfleet Historical Society Museum of Technology, unbeknownst to many, could put everything into jeopardy. The cube in which the photonic life form Moriarty was placed has been stolen. Its true purpose lost to the secluded and secured files locked away under command of Starfleet. Moriarty has been unconscious and planted in nearly indistinguishable human forms of android bodies. Moriarty, once awakened, vows vengeance for the heirs under the command of Jean-Luc Picard and all of Starfleet for imprisoning him. Planning to replace all the leaders of the Galactic Peace Treaties with his android clones, now a new hero, a new group of heroes, highly trained Freedom Force, secretly ensuring this new age of peace under Starfleet command, has been called to take on Moriarty. These metahumans, however, have been outlawed by the new peace treaty, so they must work in secret. Do, do, do. The League. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. About halfway through, I was going to be like, and 30, but uh, <laughs> you obviously put some work into this, so I'll let it slide. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Diana, time for your pitch. Uh, Detective Tom Sawyer has stumbled into something that poses a great threat to absolutely annihilate the human race. Unfortunately, he's not able to finish off his own work, and it's up to Becky Thatcher to contact the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen to help out in reducing, eliminating this threat for the end of time. I'm sorry, I didn't write anything down. What? <laughs> Wow, that's pretty and good. And 30. No, <laughs> no, excellent. Excellent. Ah, these all sound great, guys. <laughs> Thanks, right. Steve. <laughs> Thank you, movie announcer guy. <laughs> all right, you've heard them gloat. Now go out and vote. Follow all these amazing podcasts at hashtag castaways and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at EILF movies. And of course, Patreon, cause we rock. Uh, Stork, you yes, recently retired from podcasting. Is that correct? That's true. Uh, but is there anywhere we can hear your sweet velveteen voice on the airways? Any perhaps future episodes or past episodes you could refer us to? Well, you could hear me on the Congo episode of everything I learned from movies. Is that yeah. what you're fishing for? <laughs> <laughs> and and don't forget the License to Kill episode during the 007th month. Coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll be in the past, I think, when this airs. Ah, <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a Time Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Excellent. And of course, we could probably find past episodes of the Besotted Geek podcast at some location, right? Yeah, it's uh, on Pod. Well, I don't know at this point because I'm not paying for Podbean anymore. So uh, <laughs> it may be lost to the ether, but uh, I'm sure we're in everyone's hearts. 
It's true, it's true. And uh, mm-hmm. definitely check out besottedgeek.podbean.com, I believe. And uh, if they're there, download them while you can get them. Yeah. And Drew, Master of the Real Feels podcast, where can we find yours? Well, you can go on to the Twitterverse, at RealFeelPod. You can uh, search Facebook, Instagram, all that jazz. And uh, so you even send us an email at realfeelspodcast at gmail.com every other Wednesday on your favorite podcatcher. We'll give you a, a different movie of a brand new genre each time. Excellent, excellent. And Diana, mistress of the happily ever aftermath world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where can we find your podcast? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, so, happily ever aftermath is on uh, all your favorite podcatchers. I assume. If it's not, let us know, and you can let us know at. Uh, contact at hemecast.com or on twitter at hemecast we're also on facebook at happily ever aftermath and uh we have a very pathetic instagram because i'm sorry i'm not good at instagram <laughs> apology accepted ah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> excellent so go check out those podcasts and download all of them you will not be disappointed Alright, so on behalf of Stork, Drew, Diana, the lovely Izzy, our incredible studio audience, the entire Castaways Network, and all our fans across the globe, I'm Steve Finn, and join us next time for Cast Away! Have a good night, everybody. Night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>